a playlist original. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Back to the Blockbuster with your host Gaius and Jackson. Coming off the eighty-first Golden Globe Awards, we were not there, but um, <laughs> oh, a dream that would have been to have been there. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I did watch it live, and Jackson was able to look up stuff about the winners and watch recaps. So between the both of us, uh, we're going to go through uh, how uh, one of Hollywood's biggest nights went. It's like a big precursor to the academy awards um right. for a long time labeled as the fun award ceremony because mm-hmm. everyone's everyone sits at cocktail tables and they drink and they get a little drunk and <laughs> it's not as formal um but in recent years you know there's been controversy with the golden globes because they were having issues within the hollywood foreign press regarding diversity and inclusion uh when they kind of you know it came to light that there weren't any really you know people of color as part of the Hollywood Foreign Press uh, voting for these awards. And there's a, ho- a huge backlash against them. Uh, Tom Cruise gave back his uh, Golden Globes uh, when this all happened. Uh, a lot of celebrities refused to go uh, or be associated with the Globes. And then COVID <clears throat> happened. So they had like a lot of like COVID related ceremonies where there wasn't really quite a ceremony. They just announced some winners and no one really went. They did like a, and- a broadcasted one one year, did they not? Yeah. And then like, like last year, they tried to go back to normal. Uh, and a lot of celebrities were still on the fence about going. So that one was rated pretty poorly. I think it was the lowest rated Golden Globes, even more lowly rated than the COVID just announcing winners award ceremony. Right. So that's like a sign of like how, you know, they're in a bad place. But, <sighs> you know, uh, now, you know, they have a new home. They're on CBS this year. They used to be on NBC. Uh, they streamed it on Paramount Plus as well. Uh, and then like okay. we just found out before we started uh, recording, uh, estimated 9.4 million uh people watched it live last night and that's a 50 percent increase from the year before so uh, when i told jackson that he was like whoa that's a pretty big <laughs> increase but that's how low it got right uh, last year and those are just the k like the <clears throat> the network numbers those yeah, doesn't include streaming is that right? streaming is that right yeah just the network numbers okay uh, so so it'll be interesting you know i i kind of i wrote a feature for movie web about how i think these award ceremonies should be strictly on streaming at this point because it seems mm-hmm. like it's a very niche audience and like everyone doesn't really want to watch these on network tv anymore it's not like it used to be like the war ceremonies have just changed in the last few years and you know netflix will have the sag awards exclusively this year they're going to be on uh their platform cool. i feel like they tested the golden globes on paramount plus just to kind of also see how it would do via streaming um a lot of these award ceremonies, their contracts are up with uh, the networks within the next few years. So it'll be interesting to see like if they go, you know, totally streaming. I can see that being the future, though. I uh, was about to say the exact movie. same thing. I can see that being the future for uh, and like, <laughs> although I think there's a conversation to be had about streaming's role. Just oh, there always will be a, a conversation about streaming's role in movies. But I think this would be one thing where I 100 percent think that would be a great thing for streaming to eat up is award ceremonies right. i think that works really well it's accessible probably to the largest audience possible and uh i mean it would be certainly make things easier for me to watch them the last two years in a row i kind of struggled putting together finding <laughs> the oscars and i put a few uh, you know this last year i was messaging you yeah. at the time. i couldn't find a way to stream it i don't have cable tv in my apartment because like who has that anymore my parents still have it but i'm 20 minutes away from them and so this year if i can't get it figured out i'll probably just go there in advance but if it was on streaming it would make it so much easier so i hope that's what we're moving towards but yeah we'll see yeah yeah you know and you know and it gives an opportunity for the audience that really wants to watch it they will see it on streaming rather than Mm. 
rather than having to deal with networks and then like the advertising for all that because that's what you know network tv cares about they want to sell right. ads and then there's also you know a lot of these award shows go run over you won't have to worry about that on streaming true compared to like compared Good to point. network tv because network tv you know the different affiliates have like their local news or whatever airs after these award shows so when they're pressed for time uh that becomes an issue and then on streaming they would not be uh, censored at all either. They could just air them as they are. And nice. That That's a be... good point. I never, there's so many implications. That's great. I never yeah. even thought about that. I'm also thinking too, if it's promoted like good, then you'd probably rein in some other casual yeah. audience members that might not otherwise have like thought to tune in or even known where you could watch these things. I'm sure people browsing so-and-so so streaming service one night, if they see an ad for you know the SAG Awards on Netflix, might tune in and see what it's all about so there's more people definitely to uh to attract yeah for sure and you know and i think that, i honestly think that's what cbs was testing out i mean they they have i think they have the i think it's a four-year contract that they have the award show for that's usually the normal one um but you know considering that it was a marked improvement even live on the network that's good for you know to have the big story for cbs be like hey we this is our first year with the ceremony it was up 50 percent from last year um that's good news all around and that'll look good in the trades when they you know when they run stories about mm. the show's ratings now the show's reviews as a whole that's a whole different uh story than, well how uh, was your experience watching because as you said i was working last night i otherwise i would have done my best to try and watch the show and i was surprised when i was looking through the highlights uh this afternoon a, I didn't even really know. I don't think I even remembered when the host was announced. I wasn't familiar with them. And then I watched the monologue and some of the awards and yeah. it was very telling. And I think it was pretty much unanimous about the reception of the show last night. I want to know what you thought about though. Yeah. It's so they, they had a hard time finding a host. I think like we said, you know, a lot of people were apprehensive about even being associated with the golden Globes. So I think that had Fair a lot enough. to do with them finding a host late. Joe Coy got, uh, uh, took the gig pretty late and he did say even in his monologue that he had 10 days to kind of put all that together and that's not right. a lot of time to do something like that and um i'm familiar with joe coy's stand-up he is okay. funny and stand in stand-up but hosting a live ceremony and doing stand-up are different completely beast. different things yeah. even though even though it seems like they <clears throat> would be the same thing like on paper but they're you know if someone's at your stand-up they're usually there for you're all there for you like right. they, they, they're familiar with your humor. They're familiar with like your acts and your routine. You know, he had to figure out how to read a room with a lot of people that probably didn't even know who he was. And mm. that can be very difficult, I think. And <laughs> I think, I think it's really good clickbait for people to just trash him and how that all went. Which certainly um, seems to be what people are doing. I haven't seen a positive thing about it. And that is definitely, you know, that's low hanging fruit based on yeah. what I've seen. I think a lot of people you're right, aren't giving proper attention to the difficult task that he had. Um, yeah. But regardless, it, some of it was tough to watch. <laughs> some of it was tough was watched. Um, I actually like cringe during certain moments. Like, you know, you watch something that is, very uncomfortable you get like secondhand embarrassment yeah. and that's kind of how i kind of <laughs> kind of felt um but i will say just to put a positive spin on it, it it's not easy and it's hard oh god i would want to be up there uh, you're in a room with so many important people and then like trying to tell jokes some of them at their expense and some some of them might land and some of them might not and a lot of his didn't um the one thing i will say that i think he shouldn't have done but i think it was more like a nervous thing because of 
he told uh, a Taylor Swift joke that definitely didn't land, especially with her. <laughs> Right, because uh, they cut they cut to her and she didn't seem to, even though icy I saw like stare so, she had for him. icy stare, but I thought like maybe like she would have a sense of humor about it, at least smile. I don't know. It I don't like, think his joke was like, bad. Like it didn't it wasn't knock a bad her joke. down at all. It was honestly no. pretty tame. So I thought she could have at least cracked a smile. I, I agree with you on that. She it wasn't like it really like was bad towards her. Yeah, and he explained today he did he's he's been doing interviews and kudos to him for actually doing interviews all day and mm -hmm. addressing like hey I think I it didn't go like he had fun but he understands reviews it didn't go the way that you know entirely the way he wanted to and he was kind of hurt by some of the reviews but he's out there in the forefront of the media today giving interviews and talking about it so at least he's like taking he's his lumps in person right yeah That's um awesome. you know th that joke he said wasn't really supposed to be about her it was more about the NFL and them you know constantly cutting to her at those games and right so i so i get his intention behind the joke and the joke like a pretty easy like you know easy joke to tell yeah but still funny enough that i would think that she kind of like have a sense of humor about it and you know the icy stare that's all we uh. that, that was a joke that everyone's been talking about there was also the joke about barbie which i understand yeah, that why was... that, that that didn't land well either especially yeah. because that movie uh Screenplay wise, screenwriting wise, the way that Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig attack, attack that movie as writers and her as a director, the movie is much more than that joke. That gave and me the impression that he didn't watch the movie. Actually, that that <laughs> gave me the impression too that 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 was what was happening yeah. there. And uh, <clears throat> so didn't work. Uh, but what I'm what I meant to say uh, when I said like the one thing I didn't really like that he did is when he seemed to be back into a corner and the jokes weren't landing, and he he did bring up the fact that like oh he only had ten days to do this and like. Some of these, like, you know, he wrote basically, and some of these he didn't. And then the ones that he did yeah. write are the ones you're laughing at. Well, I mean, just coming off of like a writer's strike and then kind of throwing the other writers under the bus, uh, <laughs> even if it was like a nervous reaction to uh, your, their, your, their response to your jokes, yeah, it was a little bit in poor taste. But I will give them the benefit of the doubt and say that maybe he was nervous and it was like he was kind of like in that moment, like, what do I do to recover? And I agree with you. Him. And props to you. I think you're giving him a lot more consideration than right. most outlets <laughs> that I have read are. And I'm sure some people are thinking that too. And it's easy to poke fun and, and criticize instead of put yourself in their shoes and think about what it would actually take and the courage it would be to be up on that stage. So, you know, kudos because yeah. it's definitely not an easy job. You're totally right though. You know, throwing the writers in the bus is in poor taste, but I'm, I agree that it was probably a nervous reaction. I can't say that I would act any differently if I was dishing out jokes that weren't landing. There was literally, yeah. like, I remember watching, like when I was, <clears throat> I was on lunch watching some of the highlights and I just watched like uh, the Golden Globes YouTube account of like the 10 or 11 minute monologue. And on yeah. their posts on YouTube, there's like very little laughter throughout, but watching some yeah. highlights on different channels, you can tell there's a, a laugh track added on some of them because it's some very it, uh, different. Yeah, geez. it's very poignant. Mm. Yeah, someone 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 posted a image of him on stage and then just an image of like the crowd, and there's a lot of sour faces. Like, and someone was yeah. like, "This image like has to like be a bummer to him." And like, I mean, definitely. But I mean, I, but I guess as a comedian, like maybe you're used to kind of like some of this works, some of it doesn't. And I think what he's kind of said in the interviews today is that. I think a lot of them get, get the impression that hosting something like this will be similar to doing stand up, and like, I think they learn that it's not. It's very, right. it's very different. And but 
that being said, I think he's normally a funny stand-up comedian, and uh, for better or worse, now people know who he is. And yeah, he <laughs> <Yo>, always. <laughs> say there's no such thing as bad press, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, I don't want to out really say that like he's not funny because I think he is. I just you know it's he, he just wasn't right for this. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't okay. right for this, and and he got asked to do it pretty last minute. Usually, you like land on a host much earlier than they landed on him because hmm. there needs to be more time to prepare for it and uh the fact that he even took the gig that last minute i think he should get some credit for that mm-hmm. instead of just blatantly trashing him so i mean that blame i say <clears throat> belongs to the hollywood foreign press and i get that yeah. you know it's hard maybe people aren't lining up to host that awards show right now but i can't see a reason why they aren't looking for a host many months in advance and have a checklist right. of a hundred people and just make your way down it. If they say no, they say no. <clears throat> 10 days right. seems inexcusable. Honestly, that is, yeah, I would, I agree. I, I give them props for even accepting that. That's a tough challenge. So, and I, I don't know where I land on hosts or no hosts. Cause sometimes I, that's like, another hey, thing, right? Uh, Cause sometimes I'm like, yo, if you couldn't find one in time, you guys could have just ran it with a bunch of celebrities presenting. I mean, like, or have a bunch of Christian wigs and real ferals just, announce awards because their their bit was funny i mean i they usually like do funny stuff when they're presenting like get people like them to just present right. and do something funny but mm-hmm. then on the flip side of that i guess you kind of do need an mc to guide the show along yeah so like i i don't know sometimes i mean i think in this case it probably would have been better if they just kind of would have <laughs> ran ran with celebrities just presenting the awards right. and it would have made for a probably shorter show and they would have been a little tighter and yeah there, there'd be less uh this criticism about like you know what jokes landed and what didn't uh so i don't know i'm on the fence about let me ask you this too because i saw this in a couple um of the videos that i watch about the presenters i didn't like i said though i haven't seen the whole show but did the presenters announce the awards with their backs to the audience the entire show no no, some of them were uh facing them oh some of them were yeah 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 yeah. i think i saw might have been ben affleck and matt damon in the shot i saw their back was to the audience speaking to the camera and i thought and someone pointed that out like in a comment or something i was like is that how they how they did that anyway that's good yeah usually usually not it's really awkward yeah (laughs) yeah okay um but yeah but overall i like a lot of the reviews i kind of agree with i think while the attempts to be funny and you know the opening monologue and all that were clunky i do think overall it was a good celebration of the movies that uh have been highlighted during award season so at least there was mm-hmm. you know the wins made the, the mic kind of more memorable and i just want to try to focus on that rather than the you know exactly whether or not and he did a job or not you know because at the end of the day it's not about him it's about like what was nominated what won and right uh, all just that tell that to everybody so, else <laughs> a lot yeah, of people I know, I know. i'm sure that will die down in the coming days but i know we're going to get into specific awards because we're going to list off the big ones but um yeah I wanted to ask you too, you know, um, hosts aside, were there any surprises in, or significant upsets did you find in any, any of the awards that were dished out? Any of the winners did you find? Um, I wouldn't say upsets. I was surprised. I mean, I knew that like, like, uh, first like best, uh, musical or comedy. I think that I thought that was going to come down to Barbie and poor things, but I even thought like the holdovers would be another one that would, could win it. Right. But I, but I thought Barbie would get it. And poor things ended up winning, and that's I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard really good things about it. I so, can't wait to get my but, eyes on that movie. But, 
but like Barbie was supposed Barbie felt like you know the Golden Globe a favorite and like yeah. a favorite and um you know the one they ended up did getting they did get one for oh I was surprised about this it, the best original song one did go to Barbie but it wasn't mm. um I'm just Ken it was uh what I was made for by Billie Eilish which right is, that's right I guess I I guess of the three songs that keep getting nominated all award season which is Dance Tonight by Dua Lipa uh. What I Was Made For by Billie Eilish and I'm Just Ken, which is composed by Mark Ronson, who composed the, the score and music for the whole movie uh, and performed by Ryan Gosling. It, right. I What I Was Made For is lyrically, as far as the themes of the movie, a better song. Uh, and I got why it did win when it did. I was like, but I thought the whole like kind of satirical, jokey nature of I'm Just Ken would would win. Yeah, I think that one would win that one. I still think that one's going to win the Oscar uh, at the end of the okay. day. Um, but that one kind of surprised me. But other than that, the other award they did take home was the uh, the cinematic box office achievement. Yeah, that seemed like a shoe in the participation award. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> congratulations, yeah. you made you made <clears throat> money. I still don't agree with the award, but I will say that I think Margot Robbie in her speech really saved that moment by saying that that award was should have been dedicated to the fans who all went to go see the movie and paid to go see the movie. Mm. And I think it kind of took a less of the kind of stink off of like what that award really meant. Like it felt right. like, you know, let's get, cause you know, they nominated Taylor Swift's movie. That was an attempt, I think by them to get her to come and she came and yep. they, and that leads to rating. So, uh, but I, I will say, I think that Margot Robbie saved it a bit by mm-hmm. saying what she said didn't see her speech for that yet i'll have to look that up afterwards i couldn't yeah get them all i mean it was, it was it was a good like you know kind of a fan appreciation thing good. and i think that was the best way to kind of flip that because i think everyone that wrote about that award when they announced it was like this sounds like the worst kind of you know congratulations you made money and that's not really like a right i know uh, you know awards um, worthy merit. sort of thing yeah. yeah but at least they turned it around and i uh, but what you are kind of seeing is a little bit of a you know, funny discourse because there are some people that don't love Barbie, and they're this one person was like, "Oh, they just made that up, up that award so they can like give Barbie something." You know, like they they was just really like, "There's always gonna mm. be someone, some kind of naysayer um, for sure about it." Um, but yeah, not, not all the other. I mean, the people that won, I wasn't like too surprised by it. I mean, there yeah, there was some nothing. That, yeah, I like, agree. Groundbreakingly, like shocking, uh, nope. which is. And I'm kind of fine with that. Like I was happy with everyone that took home awards for the most part. So yeah, yeah, nothing really too outrageous, I guess. I agree. I thought pretty much before I asked if that's what you'd say, I was just curious in case, but it seemed like a pretty, I don't know if I want to use the word vanilla, but like there weren't really any upsets, which isn't a bad thing, but yeah, it just seems like the Hollywood yeah. Foreign Press is pretty much on board with what everybody else is thinking so far, but be interested to see how it compares yeah. to the Oscar nominations that come out. I'm sure a lot of those people will be winning again. Then it'll be tighter race yeah. in some categories, no doubt. But before we list off the winners, um, I'm just thinking now in advance, I have the, um, the guardians winners list up, but I want to make sure I have, we have the same one. So where are you reading? Okay. Me? Cause I don't, I don't want to, uh, I can, I can do guardians. Oh, yeah? I can do guardians. I was, I was okay. on deadline, but I can do the guardians. Okay. I was going to say I could jump on deadline too, but. Uh, and also, um, we don't really uh, cover TV a lot uh, right. on here. But all I will say is that if you were a fan of The Bear or Succession, <laughs> it was a very, it was good a night. very good night. Uh, good show night. Uh, to see. <clears throat> uh, Succession won best drama, and uh, uh, The Bear won best comedy. Which I know a lot of people were like, "Is it really a comedy?" I watched a few episodes. It feels more. 
it it walks that fine line of like yeah yeah and mm-hmm. you know and then jeremy allen white won uh a lead on the, of the bear as well uh you know almost every actor from succession was uh, nominated for uh, a golden globe and sarah snook and matthew mcfadden and uh kieran culkin all won in their right. uh, respective categories as well and then and, and also people who watch uh beefs uh steven mm. uh went and uh ali wong both won for a limited series and then that uh, show one for a limited series. Beef is actually really, really good if you haven't watched it. I know we, it's we were just talking not, about how there's like not enough yeah. time <laughs> in the day to watch all it, this stuff, but it's pretty good. It, it had been on my radar before. Cam really put me on that show. He watched it uh, soon after it had debuted, and while I had always planned on watching it, with all these significant wins, it has jumped to the forefront of my watch calendar, so I imagine I'll be getting it in. I'm hoping this month. Like I can't stay away from it anymore. It looks fantastic, and I'm really excited to see both of those performers yeah. in the show have not heard anything beyond amazing, incredible things about that limited series. So happy for everyone involved that won awards that night for, for beef. Yeah. It's high on my list. Yep. And I, and I, have, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of succession. I watched all four seasons. I was, I respect the show that bows out when they feel like it's time to bow. And they were like, we're going to do four that tells our complete story. I could have done with one more season. That would have been great, but they right. finished, they finished very strong. And uh, probably some of the best episodes of TV I've watched. Uh, one episode in particular is like really, really great uh, in season four. Uh, mm-hmm. And I and I knew after that episode aired, I was like, yeah, that that show. I remember when it was coming out, the reviews came out, and everyone was <laughs> yeah. saying, yeah, one of the best television episodes like, like, ever. Like every every other drama this award season, like don't come to the Emmys and don't come to the Golden Globes because you're not going to win. <laughs> like Sinestro is going to win. Uh, the the yeah. only competition that seems to be is like themselves. Uh, so I thought that was uh, something to really point out um, about the TV side of things since we don't really cover it too much. But yeah, but yeah, uh, I guess on to the movie. I'm trying to pull up the Guardian one, but it keeps uh, not coming up. Okay, me. that's all right. I'll look up Deadline here and we'll get the show going. So what? Deadline, uh, Golden Globes, uh, 2024. Boom. Uh, and it should be Oppenheimer and Poor Things win top movie prizes at Golden Globes, and there's a complete winners list if you scroll. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Press room show. Press room. And then yeah, yeah, I, I, I and I kind of forgot what other like on the even TV side what other stuff was nominated because they only two shows really won <laughs> stuff, so I had to like look up like. You know what the competition was, and uh, I also realize there's not a lot of TV shows. Um, I watch, I guess, too. I know, like, I, I've been <laughs> crazy on TV lately. Um, oh, but you know, but yeah, it's crazy. And then, I, and then also, I, I watched Abbott Elementary, it, it was like a big winner last year in its first season. Um, it, it was nominated for a lot this year, didn't win anything, but it was the only real representation of network TV. It airs on ABC, um, and it's just a it's crazy. You know, the sign of the times have changed where it's streaming and cable. And if you're lucky as a network television show, you can sneak in there, but it's I feel like it's damn near impossible now because streaming mm. and cable shows are so strong. So just wanted to point that out as well. Oh, here we go. Okay. All right. I got the deadlines list in front of me. You can kick us off. 
All right. Well, um, I guess the uh, start with the big, uh, the big one of the night. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though you know, announced last, Oprah, when Oprah Winfrey comes out on stage to announce the award, you know it's the last, <laughs> the last award tonight, and it's and it's the big one. Um, uh, but best motion picture drama went to Oppenheimer, and that was, um, pretty. Uh, I think on brand with what most of us thought was going to happen. I was completely fine with that. Yeah. Um, you know, people still think the award season race comes down to Barbie in that movie, and I don't know if it's that so much. I I still think Killers of the Flower Moon is still like a viable uh, contender for like yeah. any Best Picture prize uh, coming up, and it sh- and it should be noted too. Like the Golden Globes aren't a huge precursor to the Oscars. It's like a different voting body. So. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they match up, sometimes they don't. And of course, the Golden Globe splits up drama and then musical exactly. comedy. So, so some of those people in those like comedy musical categories may not make it into, uh, you know, the final mix of best actor, best actress, all that, or even like in the best film category. Mm-hmm. So, there's to take that into consideration. But you've been a big uh, cheerleader for Oppenheimer. Uh, yes, I have been very out. happy. I wasn't. <laughs> I can't say I was surprised when I read that it had won for best motion picture drama. But great for the movie. I, I know it did very well last night. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I don't necessarily think it was a very strong year last year. I don't think it's necessarily a shoe-in. I also think Poor Things stands a good chance. I guess we'll know more on the 23rd when Oscar nominations are announced. But definitely yeah. in the front runner spot. And that's proven last night. Yeah. Um, following that, we've got Best Performance by a Female Actor, which interesting wording. I don't know is that, if that's always the case or if they ever say actress, but female actor. I just yeah, I've never noticed know, actually. That's I don't think I've noticed, but it's saying it out yeah. loud. I don't know if I've ever heard read it that way. But best performance by a female actor in a motion picture drama goes to Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. I know a lot of people happy. Her performance was fantastic. Not necessarily a surprise, but I think it's going to be down to her and Emma Stone for uh, the Academy. Seems Awards. like it. Yeah, seems like it. And first Indigenous uh to win the yes. award as well. So and uh, big milestone. And you know, and I mean, I asked big milestone and not. Uh, not some kind of diversity win either. This is like mm. a very well deserved. Uh, That's right. Uh, she's very, very good in it and uh, has some pretty strong scenes. And she's pretty much been dominating this category for most of award season. So it wasn't a surprise to see her win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I too think it's coming down to her and Emma Stone uh, as far as best actress uh, at right. the Academy Awards. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, and then uh, speaking of poor things, uh, it did win Best Motion Picture Musical Comedy. We mentioned that a little earlier. Uh, some people thought it was a little bit of an upset beating Barbie. Um, but uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, um, I haven't seen either. Um, so I don't have much of a dog in the fight. I I guess I was like, if you had asked me earlier in the year, I wouldn't have thought poor things would have been as much of a people's movie as it really seems to have been because of just the obscure sort of filmography that Yorgos Lanthimos has. But I have heard nothing but outstanding outstanding things for poor things. A lot of people that I follow have put it amongst their favorite movies. So interesting to see that it's been giving Barbie a run for its money. I can't say uh, if I'm surprised one way or another, but both of those movies I'll be getting in this month for the first time. And I'll have more to say, I guess, once the Oscars come. But yeah, yeah, good for it. Good for it, and yes. you know, it, it does seem like it's one of those like kind of uh, some people say. I think it's too weird to be considered an Oscar baity movie. Like when people say, "Oh, I agree, like I don't bait. think it's Oscar bait." No, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it, it looks way too offbeat, and the fact that it is getting so much recognition is, I think, a great thing because it really yeah. does look like it a little uh, a little left of center, and that's the best way to describe it. Exactly. Um, yeah, but yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I, I 
I need to make the time to see it because it's actually finally at a movie theater close to where I it's live. It's not at my local one yet. I don't know when it comes, but I'll be there first week for sure. I've been waiting for it for a long time. Love that filmmaker and everything he's done so far. So nice. Yeah. Um, next one, we've got best performance by male actor in a motion picture musical or comedy. I'm sure a lot of people are happy for this gentleman too. Paul Giamatti wins for the holdovers. Um, again, I think him and Killian too are going to be, uh, fighting for the Academy award. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, there are, there is also an outside, you know, with, with Bradley Cooper. Um, also, mm-hmm. uh, I'll actually, I'll mention him when we mention the other guy. Um, uh, but yeah, Paul Giamatti, it seemed like the whole room was very happy for Paul Giamatti winning, uh, that golden globe and much deserved because he was really great in the holdovers. And um, I also want to point out that someone took a picture of him at a in and out burger here in uh, Los Angeles. Oh, after yeah. he won. <laughs> uh, in and out is a pretty big uh, burger spot uh, here. And I just love that instead of a fancy golden globe <laughs> after party, he went to in and out burger with his golden globe sitting firmly on the table for all to see. So that's kudos. awesome. <laughs> Kudos to Paul Giamatti for being all of us <laughs> after a ceremony like that. I thought it was awesome. Uh, so I guess next, we already talked about cinematic and box office achievement. Um, I went to Barbie. Mm-hmm. And we also mentioned Best Original Song, so I'll skip by that. I guess uh, another, I guess, Best Original Score, uh, Oppenheimer, uh, Ludwig mm. uh, Gorson won for that. I feel like that he's, I feel like that's the front runner too for that award. Um, yeah. It's a great score, and um, any excuse I can have to hear it, then I will gladly listen to it. I have several uh, of the soundtrack like on my phone, like just on Spotify, like in my scores playlist, and I still have yeah. been listening to them even though it debuted months ago. Uh, yeah. man, that score is fantastic. I agree. I think it really belongs to Ludwig Gorenson. Yep. And uh yeah, great piece of music. And yeah, I can't think of anything else I would want. I mean, I guess the the Cross Spider-Verse score is also very good. Yeah, true. Um, was it nominated? I can't remember. Yeah, that would be yeah. my second if I had to pick. Uh, but yeah, this I was fine with this win. So, what yeah. you got next? Our next uh, best performance by male actor this time for motion picture drama. No surprise, uh, Killian Murphy wins for Oppenheimer. He had a very funny acceptance uh, trying to wipe his wife's makeup off his nose during his speech yep. was was funny to watch and very humble approach. It was yeah, great win for Killian. Yeah, uh, I also loved uh, Michelle Yeoh. Got to um, <clears throat> uh, be up there when he won. They were in a movie called Sunshine back in the day. It's a very good. Oh, um, I didn't know Michelle Yeoh under, was in that. Okay. Underrated sci fi movie. Um, didn't make a lot of money, but it has a cool following now. And they were Definitely. in that together. So Danny Boyle, so right? Nice, yeah, Danny Boyle. Yeah. So it's a, it was a nice little like moment to kind of have them on stage and him getting that uh, honor from her. Um, nice. I, I Now I mentioned Bradley Cooper. Uh, I, I think I mentioned on one of our episodes that. Uh, Every award season, it seems like people turn against someone, and Bradley Cooper is that person right now. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of memes and stuff making fun of him losing and him probably him being upset that he lost to Killian Murphy. I don't know if that there is any any real animosity between the two of them at all. I don't know if it's just made up on the internet. Uh for people who have seen my show and think that, you know, the fact I like I told you I saw it and he's great in it. I just thought the movie as a whole was a tad pretentious and i think that i think that is what's kind of rubbing some people the wrong way and now they've decided to you know turn on him this award season and kind of make them the butt of a lot of jokes don't agree with it but that's kind of what it's happening Mm -hmm. it seems yeah Uh, but yeah. yeah And I guess uh, we got best performance by female actor in the motion picture music or comedy. Went to Emma Stone for Poor Things. Um, I 
so uh, Jennifer Lawrence is actually really good friends with Emma Stone, and uh, she knew she wasn't going to win for No Hard Feelings, <laughs> but I did. I did love when the camera was on her. Yes, uh, that was a good moment. Said, yeah, that was really funny. Like, if I don't win, I'm leaving. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> and then the and then the genuine excitement that she had for her uh, for her friend winning because I feel like Jennifer Lawrence is very smart and is aware. Like, hey, I'm just happy to have been invited to the party. For yeah, me. exactly. I, I wasn't. That I was the front runner here. A moment yeah. for me personally that it actually did like some brand reparation for Jennifer Lawrence for me. I was like, that's yeah. funny. She clearly isn't like in there, like, you know, she's happy for Emma Stone. Like, that was actually a funny moment for her. She's done some things in the past and I was like, kind of rubs me the wrong way. But I think overall, like, I'm coming around to her a lot. I'd actually love to see No Hard Feelings. I didn't make the time for it when it was in theaters, but she is a funny woman. I'll give her that. And that was a good moment. One yeah. of the highlights of the show, like in the in the recap yeah. that I was watching, yeah, it made me giggle. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's fitting that you get to do this one. So there you go. Yes, <laughs> best director uh, overall, motion picture, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. So so happy for him and his first Golden Globe, which is insane yep. considering his filmography. I mean, I'm sure he's been nominated. I think it was the sixth nomination first win if i remember correctly yeah um and uh huge standing ovation in the room too that was nice to see that you could tell that yes. everyone in that room was like yeah you deserve to be up there so, yeah <laughs> yeah and he, he'd, he'd been up there before and he mentions it in a speech he had uh, accepted heath ledger's golden globe on his behalf after oh. his untimely death but for him to be up there winning it for himself this time was awesome to behold and the score too of oppenheimer playing on his walk up to the stage was such yeah. a great moment. I'll be rewatching that for him. I'm so happy for Chris Nolan. Yep. And I think we're pretty close to calling him Academy Award winning director. I, I, Christopher I, Nolan. I really think you're <laughs> right. I cannot wait for the day. Um, uh, best animated uh, uh, feature, The Boy and the Heron. I, it keeps coming down to this in the Cross the Spider Verse. I, I, I haven't seen this. You saw it. Mm, um, fantastic. And, uh, and I, I guess like everyone is pretty happy with that win. It seems like people who also love Across the Spider-Verse are not upset with this win at all. Mm. Um, Any so, other year, yeah. I think it belongs to Across the Spider-Verse, but when Hiyao Miyazaki comes out, it's hard to compete with that man. He is a, <clears throat> a genius in the animation category and just filmmaking in general. Uh, if you do get around to see it, I have no doubt that you will very much like it. Enjoy it. All right, yeah. I'll check it out. So we got right, a couple got television series to skip, but I will include best motion picture, non-English language. This has been a movie that I've been very excited to see anatomy of a fall, which was, I'm um, just seeing That's now. Neon really good. Yeah. French movie. Um, cannot wait. Very happy that it snuck that one in there. I don't, wasn't very surprised. I think past lives, right. was another one. There's another front. Right, yeah. Yeah. It really would have came down to the two of them. To those two. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's uh, it's on the Dropbox now for you to watch, so you can yes. uh, check it out. Um, yeah. It's really good. It's solid. Cannot wait. And, and I'm, yeah, I was you know really happy that it won that, and I was also uh, even with the next one for best screenplay that it also won for best screenplay. A lot of people are really rooting for it uh, as far as an original screenplay, and now that uh, Barbie's out of that running of the Oscars, and now as an adapted screenplay, I um. It has a shot now. I think, but not like a huge shot, but it still mm. does. I mean, with Barbie moving to adapted, I think that opens up. A lot of people are saying past lives. Some people are saying anatomy of all. Some people are saying the holdovers. Um, there's a whole that whole you know what makes an adapted versus original screenplay yeah. for the Academy Awards is a, a you know weird thing, and it's because Barbie was campaigning all season as an original screenplay, as like you've seen at other award shows, it has been nominated in the original screenplay category but they uh yeah they they consider yeah. it adapted because it's based on a previous uh 
IP that's not original. So I would love to dive into that a little bit later too when yeah, the for conversation sure. comes up because that is a great conversation, definitely for the show. Yeah. Um, I guess we have like a couple other uh big ones. I guess another one that you could do because it's, it's from Oppenheimer, so <laughs> you're getting all the uh Oppenheimer ones. Yeah, for sure. So I looked away and now I'm lost here. Um these are the last two at the bottom, I think, because I think the rest are just TV. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. best uh, performance by male actor in supporting role in any motion picture goes to Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. He had my favorite speech of the night. He killed it. Although, yep. I don't know if I'm, like, just out of touch. I don't know what a beta blocker is. I know he addresses that in his speech at the beginning. I don't either. But, uh, um, his speech was quick, awesome. Quick he research. killed it. I, someone made a comment. That I really resonated with because I remember thinking this while watching it because you know it's only it's it's months even years in between like me actually seeing what Robert Downey Jr. is like in person and someone goes and some YouTube comment they go some it's it's funny to see that he's uh, sometimes I forget he's not actually Tony Stark in real life he's just Robert Downey Jr. because yeah. the characters are yeah. so similar anyway he yeah. couldn't have been more fit for that role very happy he won for Oppenheimer he's fantastic as Louis Strauss and uh, yeah very I mean, happy uh, for him. Beta blockers are used to control heart rhythm, treat angina, and reduce high blood pressure. Uh, oh, okay. I, uh, so I, something that mellowed him out, I guess. So it's mellow out, yeah. Really, okay, makes sense. Um, I, I was happy that he won. I, I mean, I, I, it's crazy to me that he doesn't have, like, uh, this is on his road to an Oscar. Even mm. though the, I don't think this category is totally a lot because there are a lot of other favorites that keep winning other little awards along the way. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think now I would put him as a front runner ahead of like, I've been rooting for Charles Melton in May, December, because he's really good in it. Um, But, you know, we talked about this with like Zach Efron, who may or may not get nominated for an Oscar for the Iron Claw. I think for someone like Charles Melton, if he gets a nomination for May, December, that will be the win. That'll be like, Hey, like now you're a part of this, like kind of league of actors and you, now we can see what else you can do beyond this. And maybe him, he doesn't necessarily need to win, but you know, maybe the nomination will be enough recognition mm-hmm. and there are also there are also people that are rooting for ryan gosling because a comedic performance doesn't always get the attention of the academy awards because there's an assumption that comedy is easier to do in drama and a lot of actors will say it's the opposite it's uh harder for them to do comedy mm-hmm. and i you know a great comedic performance deserves recognition too so he's still kind of in that mix as well but i i do think robert Downey jr is going to yeah eventually take that I and, agree. Uh, last one. And then this last one, uh, she's been killing it all award season. I feel like she's mm. won every uh, supporting actress uh, award she's been nominated for. But yeah, best performance by a female actor in a supporting role in any motion picture. Divine Joy Randolph from The Holdovers. Mm-hmm. I think we, we both have talked about how great she is in the movie. Very deserving of all the recognition that she's getting. Yeah. Um, super happy for it because like she's one of those people that like just I just know of as just over time. Uh, was kind of been leading up to kind of having her moment and it's nice to see her actually you know really having it and enjoying it and you can tell that she is really uh just riding the wave in a positive way of all the mm-hmm. attention that she's getting for the movie and um and it's also cool to see like her co-stars super, super happy for her too like, definitely they, it, it's clear that they all became kind of close while doing it and um yeah i'm just really happy for it and that, i feel like that's the one category that feels like it's a lot. Hers, I can't think of hers alone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, unless something truly crazy happens. But yeah, I think that's kind of uh, 
definitely seeing her performance couldn't be happier for her she deserves it it was fantastic i didn't get to see her speech yet but i'll be looking that up later too very happy for very good speech yeah yeah very happy and she's like yeah she was you know i love seeing people who are genuinely like when they're having their moment and they're finally getting it Mm -hmm. in a very significant way uh in front of their peers uh i Mm -hmm. think that is a pretty amazing thing to see um there was a there was one moment not on the show it was on the red carpet that i thought was interesting because a lot of people don't like brie larson but brie larson had oh she did uh, yeah she had a full-on like crying fit meeting jennifer lopez and at that first i thought it was i was like people are gonna watch this and think that she's faking it but she literally teared up when she saw her on the red carpet and said that, like, when she saw Jennifer Lopez and Selena, and I guess I forget about the age difference because Jennifer Lopez is like a timeless right. beauty, but she's in her 50s. And uh, mm-hmm. and Brie Larson is in her 30s, uh, I think mid 30s. And uh, she said that when she saw her and Selena, that she knew that she wanted to be an actress after watching her in that movie. And like, nice. she kind of broke down telling her that. And then Jennifer Lopez teared up. And then, like, Brie Larson's mom was like uh, standing to the side and saw all this too. And it was like a really, I love like nice dreaming moments between actors mm-hmm. like that because like you know it's can be viewed as so stuffy and like oh do they really like each other is there just right. a lot of competition and like it was just a real kind of nice genuine moment between mm. two accomplished uh performers and just showing uh one showing their love for the other and the other even the other one even Jennifer Lopez saying that she was a fan of her so I thought that was yeah a nice thing to see. I that didn't catch that on, but that is nice that wasn't on the show um but yeah uh that's Think- uh that Pretty wraps up. It, right? That's the Golden Globes of 2024. Um, early in yep. the year, and excited to see how the other award seasons will f- or shows rather will follow. But uh, there you guys have it. Nice, quick, little, brief one breaking down the Golden Globes, and uh, that sums up episode 142. We've got the news for the week to break down here next. Um, but this episode's nice, short, and sweet for you guys. For those that didn't catch the show that are listening, now you're all caught up and uh, have a few other award shows to look forward to that we will be breaking down and. For those that haven't uh, remembered, Oscar nominations come out January 23rd. We will, of course, be spending ample time breaking that down, too, later in the month. Yeah, sounds good. And I'm glad. Well, guys, it was funny. Uh, just going to give you a little behind-the-scenes thing about uh, our little Golden Globes episode and this next news one. We were trying to test each other on how to keep the show short. <laughs> and uh, other than me throwing this last little thing, congratulating us for keeping it short, we yes. kept it at, like, 41 minutes. So, like, we're... I, I'm going to pass in the back because we actually did it because we can go long, not because uh, it's bad, right. just because we just love talking about this stuff together. Exactly. But, but we kept it short for you guys, and um, I'm very happy for it. So good job, Jackson. Good job, us. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and All thank right, you guys so, for tuning in another week. T- until next time. Peace. See you guys. <laughs>